0: Yes, listeners, welcome along to another episode of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll. Over the next hour or so, we're going to be giving you the rundown on all things sport here in Tipperary, ahead of what's going to be yet another busy weekend of sport in the Premier County. So plenty to talk through uh, ahead of this weekend. Of course, tomorrow we have... Tipperary versus Limerick in the McGrath Cup we also have local rugby, we've local soccer and uh, we've also darts and uh, among other things to talk about uh, in the next hour or so, so stay tuned Um, we're also going to be talking to Tipperary Camogies' Clodagh McIntyre who I spoke to yesterday, so you'll be hearing that conversation, a very interesting chat with Clodagh, she speaks very well so stick around for that one and uh, we've uh, plenty to look forward to across the hour so without further ado, we're going to start today's episode by talking to Anthony Shelley, of course uh, Anthony is a voice you'd be familiar with on Across the Line always giving us updates on uh, all things football in Tipperary but Anthony you've a new role within Tipperary Football I believe at the minute
1: And new role will just involve doing, doing the stats there for, for David and the lads this year so
0: Basically, my job is to be able to count to 30, really, is all, <laughs> all I'm doing. <know. laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like, is that just... Uh, is, I'd imagine you're you're kept very busy when games are on. You probably don't even get to I, to, to watch if, games, nearly. If, like. if,
1: you t- if you're tired enough after the games now, alright, mentally t- tired because you have to keep track of everything, you know, and uh, provide the information for, for David and the lads at half-time and also uh, I work very closely with, um, with Tommy Toomey, who does the... Does the uh, most of the analysis, so I'm just a, really just a back up to Tommy.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I, would you be? Is it just kind of like, uh, you know, shots and wides and kickouts and things like that? Is it?
1: Kickouts one, kickouts last, turnovers, shots, wides, tackle count,
0: basically any anything that happens in a game. Right. Right. Recount. So. Yeah, so um, I suppose the, the inter-county season has, has crept back up on us uh, fairly quickly this year, and Tip already have a game under under their belt. Obviously, beat uh, Waterford in the first round. or Tip's first game of the McGrath Cup, uh, two fourteen to seven points was the final score. The the stat that the the only stat that that counts at the end of the day. But uh, um, overall, a, a good showing from Tip.
1: Yeah, it was a good showing. Now you, you know you'd have to
0: say that it was largely an experimental um, Waterford side.
1: So. Um, but Tip can do. You know, you can only play what's in front of you, and um, Tip did very well. There's certain things you would always be looking for as markers in a match. You know, a good kick-out strategy, both on your own kick out and and the opposition kick uh Lads work, working hard off the ball, using the ball well, and you know that that was all uh, present and correct there last last Sunday. So um, somebody asked me after the game who played who played well and. You know, it was hard to say. Everybody, everybody played well. Really, the easiest way to answer that was I don't think anybody played bad. So, um, yeah, everybody did their job as, you, as as you would expect, and they came away with what two forty to seven point seven point fi- point victory down in Waterford, which was a good result because we've often, as you know, Paul, we've often struggled down in Waterford over the years to to come away with a result. But um, yeah. Good. Job done is what I'd say. Limerick will probably provide a much sterner test next um, next Saturday. Being, you know, they 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 had a, a good win over Waterford in the first round as well, and uh, obviously they got to the Munster final last year as well. So, you know, that'll 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 be a, a bigger test for us uh, next Saturday in Puntland.
0: Yeah, and um, I suppose. Uh, not to as you were saying not really to be reading too much into this game I suppose but there is some things we we can take from definitely and one of them was just even the line out of, of the full forward line we had Stephen O'Brien in full forward with Connor Sweeney and Sean O'Connor at either side um, I think you, you you done commentary with myself on, on the intermediate final this year or last year in Tipperary uh, Balnaan Molnahona and Stephen O'Brien was full forward there and um I suppose we little did we know that that was going to be the position he'd be lined out with Tipperary. I suppose in his first game back, usually operating in in midfield throughout his Tipperary career, but even just from that first game, he's such a good target man to have in there and makes he, great yeah. runs and shows for the ball very well.
1: Hi, Stephen's been a, Stephen's been a, a really good player for a long time now, and um, I suppose maybe it's we can thank Balnav for he, for his appearance in full forward this year because you know he was exceptional in that that final that we did last year, at full forward and um, it also shows a different a different mindset as well. Like when you have three big men like Conor Sweeney, Stephen, and Sean O'Connor inside, you know you're going to you're going to be trying to get the ball in, the ball in a bit quicker maybe than what we had been when you were just you just really a Connor inside in his own. You know, so uh, yeah, Stephen had a really good game last week. So, as you said, a real big good target man but his work off the ball was very very impressive as well uh, uh, an exceptional talent for a long time and uh, has been bedeviled by injuries for the last two years but he, he's back operating in full fitness now and uh, be a huge addition to tip this year uh, and I would say for, for the majority for the majority of, of the league I'd say that's probably where we will see him inside the full forward line.
0: Yeah which is, which is really exciting I suppose because up in division three this this year, you know, if if you have that kind of those target men in there, like it's it's such an advantage that if you're a Genoa you know, under other, other team has possession and you and you're sitting back a bit and then suddenly you get the ball and you're able to just deliver a ball into into any of those three. Like it's it's such an asset to have.
1: Absolutely. I mean it doesn't even have to be a good ball all the, those three can win their own balls. So you know you you can you can just get it in the, the general direction one it will relieve the pressure from you at the back, but two the quicker you get the ball in um the the more opportunities that will that will open up because if you can get it in quick, it does give the time time for other teams to particularly if you have turned them over in the back line it, you know you 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 can catch the can catch them on the, on the counter uh, the quicker you get in as i said once you get the ha one step get the halfway. The halfway line this year, um, you would be hoping that, you know, for the last few years, you would have seen a Paul. We were probably going over and back to, across the field, uh, where you know, as everybody was doubling up on on, on Connor Sweeney inside. This year with with um, Stephen Connor and Sean. Yeah, you, you can look up and let it in that quicker, which I think will be exciting to watch for the year.
0: Definitely, and and just before we move on from uh, last weekend, um, someone who uh, impressed me as, as I watched on was uh, was Paddy Fee, and obviously Paddy w- would have been um, unlucky with injuries, I suppose, in the last year, eighteen months, I think he's had shoulder injuries and, and things like that. But uh, he's back in midfield, and he's a very kind of combative midfielder, and and really gets himself around the place. Uh, he's a
1: great player. He he's had like I think he had two two bad shoulder injuries in in, in the last eighteen months with. Which has kept him out, so he's back flying now, and um, he just really, really is uh, a top-class player. You he, know, he's quickly, he's quickly becoming with a, one of my favorite players to, to watch. And we're only two or three games in. We only played two or three games this year, but he, as you said, he leaves everything on the field, but he can play football as well, like you know. And uh, it, it's like having a new player back your Tip this year. Really is.
0: Yeah, and and uh, I I said I'd move on, but uh, uh, one more person I want to talk about is uh, is Sean O'Connor. Uh, I I love watching uh, Sean play. He's just he's so so talented and uh, just a, a really really good footballer. And he he looked sharp as well. And um, and he's someone Tip will Tip will be, be needing to be sharp throughout the year. Yeah, it's just, it's
1: hard to believe that he's only got only twenty one years of age. He seems to be around forever, like yeah. And, um, yeah, he's had he's, he's he's had a couple of good years with Tip Now, and ha- obviously had a had a very good year with with, with Commercial. So, you know, when when he when he gets the ball, he really only um, really only knows one way, and that's 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 the, that's the head for goal. Like, I mean, the first ball he got last week after ten seconds, like you know, rounded his man and buried it in the net. You know. Uh, Goal up after ten seconds set the tone for the day. Yeah, Sean, Sean is Sean a top
0: left player. Yeah, and and the other goal scorer for Tip was, was Kevin Fahy who met who made a great <coughs> run uh, from wing back and got onto the end of the ball and he had a, another great year with with commercials and as always will be a big part of of the Tip setup. But um, I suppose uh, just looking at the McGrath Cup in general, uh, the the kind of mindset going into this um, is it more so just kind of getting getting game time, trying to find your best team, or is it kind of really? Really honing in, um, you're starting 15 for for the league. What way do you think the boys are kind of looking at it?
1: How you, well, like first of all, I mean, we got game time into 24 lads last week, which which was grand, which was which was good. Like, um, uh, I suppose with the compact season, now you don't have too much room to experimental uh, with, with teams. Like, I mean, Limerick in their game against Waterford 13 lads that had featured in the Munster final the year before last year. You know were involved so they weren't they weren't experimenting too much again against waterford either so um and with the with the, the league coming up at the end of the month you need to get game time into your player into your in, into into your players so like me i told 24 lads getting them um, getting game time last week was you know exactly what the what what the doctor ordered and there's a good we still have a few injuries so um you know the they obviously couldn't be involved last week, and some of them probably won't be involved this week. But um, the uh, yeah, get, get game time into as many players as possible in against Watford and against Limerick next Sunday will be will to be the objection, and the objective, and see where it takes us from there.
0: Yeah, and and I was just going to say it because um, like the way it's going in Leinster at the minute with the O'Byrne Cup, it's turned into a, a bit of a disaster in the last couple of days with games being cancelled and players being away with Sigerson cup and teams teams saying they're not able to to field a team um it's it's a strange time of the year for for inter county managers I'd say and and people involved with teams in terms of uh, lads being away and things like that but it's it's kind of it's sad to see the way the O'Byrne cup has played out this year but it probably shows maybe that there is there's is some issue there with those counties
1: yeah, it's the timing of it, is it? You know, it's say uh, every intercounty manager hates the Sigerson Cup and every Sigerson manager hates the Auburn Cup or the McGrath Cup or the, <laughs> the McKenna Cup. Like, you know, they all want access to their players, like, you know, but um yeah, the, the um the Auburn Cup there was a good few games cancelled last night, wasn't there? Mm. You know, well close out of the weather and, and everything, you know. Um the Auburn Cup seems to be a lot more experimental for, for, for the bigger teams. But you know, when you when you're down with um you know, teams like Liberty and Tip, we probably have to take it that little bit more serious because you know, we don't have the the luxury of having huge panels.
0: Yeah, and the the way it's worked out this year is actually nearly perfect in terms of a lead up to the league because you got the the start against the Division Four team in Watford, and now you're going into play a Division Two team in Limerick uh, be, before you get ready for Division Three of the league. But um, Limerick are going to definitely prove a bigger test. They beat Watford four fourteen to nine points just over a week ago, um, and as you said, had had many kind of starters uh, in that in that side. Um, they've also got a new manager this year, Ray Dempsey. So it's probably a, a different look Limerick this year, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, um, you imagine. Know, I mean. Under under Billy Lee for the last few years, they were very 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 def- defensive side. You know, it, it was fairly regular to see him the 13 and 14 men behind the ball. But to imagine with Ray Dempsey and I think Anthony Maher from Kerry is in coaching them as well. Um, you know, going defensive um, probably wouldn't be in either of their DNAs. So um, you probably see him opening up a bit, a bit more, a bit more this year. So um, the um, it will be. It will be a good test, and as you said. It, it, it's probably the perfect start. You, you, you get your Division Four side, and, and then you know Limerick will probably give us a better indication of where we're at. We would feel that we're in a very good place at the moment. But you know, it won't define the season, but it will give us a good indication of where, where we're at on Saturday.
0: Yeah, because after Saturday, I mean, it's only what two weeks until we've down in the league. Two weeks so we're it's, down, it's... come
1: to Central Stadium, and I mean they're flying at the moment as well.
0: Yeah, so it all—it's all after this. It just—it's just going to take off, and the season is going to be up and running. So it's important probably to to get the all the last bit. And and if if Tipper to to win, there's there's a final to play as well. So there's there's lots of football coming in the yeah, next. Yeah, the, the
1: final be on Wednesday night. Next Wednesday night, if we win, it's um, what the, the draw is not no good because we have to win because of the score difference against Clare. They have a, uh, Limerick have a couple of points on it, so. Um, um, I think they have three or four points on us that they beat Watford I was a 4.14 to 9 and we were 2.14 to 7 so they have a few points and the draw is not good to us but if we win the final will be on Wednesday night obviously venue not not decided for that and then it's the 28th um, the 28th of January against Down and Central Stadium as I said Down have um, they've been flying in the McKenna Cup there they've had wins over Division 1 teams in in Monaghan and Donegal over the last couple of weeks so, you know, David New manager as well and Conor Lafferty, and uh, you know, Marty Clark is in, is in coaching them as well so, you know, there's probably a feel-good factor up there as well, so that won't be a simple one to be certain off So this game against Limerick on Saturday is the ideal preparation for us
0: Yeah, so uh, hopefully it can it can go tips way and have even more preparation before the start of the league. Uh, Anthony Shelley thanks for joining us on Across the Line Okay Paul, thanks a million Anthony Shelley there talking all things uh, Tipperary football ahead of Tipperary versus Limerick tomorrow and uh, that game has also had a change of venue uh, it wants to be played in uh, Temple 2 but it's been changed to Feather Park so it's still going to be taking place at 2pm on Saturday but it's going to be in Feathered Town Park now uh, just before we take our first break there is uh, plenty of GA fixtures over the weekend there's plenty of under 21 action even so it begins tonight we have Aherlow versus Galtee Rovers in Golden at quarter to eight that's the West under 21B football final then on Saturday at 1pm in Dundrum it's Thurla Sarsfields versus Cashel King Cormacs. that's in the under 21A Hurling Tournament semi-final so uh, the under 21 Divisional Championships proved uh, a very much a success and all the winning teams wanted to continue it to the county phase there was originally not meant to be a county championship but uh, all the kind of divisional winners came together and wanted to have a county tournament so um our county championship so it's going to be going down as a tournament rather than a championship but it's all the one really and a really good initiative with it i suppose is that all the funding uh raised by these matches and uh on the tickets uh on on the gates i should say are going to the dylan Cork foundation so really good uh, cause there if you can get out to any of those games, so yeah, that begins tomorrow as I said, 1pm in Dundrum, it's Thurles Sarsfields versus Cashel King Cormux that's the Under-21A Championship the other Under-21A uh, semi-final is on Sunday at 1pm in Golden, that is Mulnahone versus Bursley. there's also the Under-21B Hurling Tournament semi-finals, that's on Sunday at 12 noon in Bursley. it's Burgess against Killinall and then an hour later at 1pm in Anacarthy it's Golden Kilfecal versus Upper Church Drumban, so uh, as I said if you can get out to those games uh, all the proceeds will go to the Dylan Quirk Foundation so a really good cause and also a reminder that you can have your say on Tip GA's five year strategic plan that's in the Dome and Thurless tonight it's a public open uh, evening from half past seven so if you want your say on how things are being run in the county tonight is your chance in the Dome at half past seven and just before we take our first break I just want to send uh, condolences from everyone here in Tip FM to John Joe McHugh's family in Ballinaa Of course, John Joe was a former uh, North Board chairman back in the 90s and a a Ballina Clubman. so he passed away in the last week. So we uh, send our condolences to John Joe's family in Ballina and may John Joe rest in peace. So uh, we're going to take our first ad break and we'll be back in the second part with uh, Clodagh McIntyre. So stick around for that. Welcome back, listeners, to part two of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll. So we're going to switch our focus now to camogie. And yesterday I had a conversation with a Tipperary and Lura camogie player, Clodagh McIntyre, of course, from the famous McIntyre family of Lura. And uh, you would have seen Clodagh actually on Ireland's fittest families last year, actually, herself and her Brothers and her father uh, were in that competition on RTE but I had a conversation with Cloda. she's ahead of the Ashburn Cup which resumes on next week Cloda plays for UCD who were beaten in the final last year so uh, we had a conversation about that and all things Tipperary Camogie yesterday so uh, let's hear from that conversation I'm delighted to be joined by University College Dublin and Tipperary Camogie player Claude McIntyre as she looks ahead to the upcoming matches and rivalries across the Electric Ireland Camogie 3rd Level uh, Championships. Through its hashtag First Class Rivals campaign, Electric Ireland will continue to celebrate the unexpected alliances that form between county rivals as they come together in pursuit of some of the most coveted titles across Camogie and GA. Claude you're welcome to the show, how are you?
2: not too bad harry
0: and paul thank you all good all good um i suppose coda we'll start with uh it's obviously a very busy time of the year for you i'd imagine being in with tipperary and being in with uh with ucd how do you how do you kind of manage all that at this time of year
2: yeah 100 it's busy you're going up and down sometimes you're traveling nearly three or four hours to get up and down to train but i suppose it's all about balance and luckily um our manager with ucd um communicates well with the manager with tip so you know, we're there's not um, a whole lot, you know, more expected from us. You know, we're doing the trainings during the week with UCD and doing the trainings then with Tip at the weekend, so we're chipping away at both of them.
0: Yeah, and um, it must be a lot of of travel up up and down from uh, between between Dublin and, and Tipperary for you, and then with with college work on top of that as well. So you're you're definitely kept going.
2: Definitely, yeah, and you know the trip down to Dublin, or from Dublin to Turles is a long one, and then. I live in Lura then in Tipperary, which is nearly <laughs> equally just as far to Carlisle. So um yeah, you're always on the road for a good stint. Um but like when I'm at home I can get, you know, lifts from Nina and stuff. So we do all row in together and share lifts, which is handy. And it's nice to have company in the car as well. You'd be going mad driving up and down to Dublin on your own, you'd be singing to yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. And is there any other of, of the tip girls in with uh the I'd imagine there's a few up up in Dublin.
2: Yeah, so uh, Sir Ryan and um, Sarah Delaney was in with us with them last year, but she's actually, with college, she's on an Erasmus at the moment. So it's just the two of us at the moment going up and down.
0: Okay, and I suppose with UCD um, in the Ashburn Cup last year, you got to the final, We were, were beaten by, by DCU in that final. Um, I suppose there's probably a lot of motivation within the squad to, to go a step further this year.
2: Definitely. Yeah. And like, it was a bit of a surprise, I think, by other people that we got so far last year. So that we really took that and used it as a uh, motivation, I suppose, to get that step further. This year, you know, we've lost a few players from the team last year. So it gave loads of new girls opportunities to take them places. Um, we lost the first round there uh, before Christmas against uh, UCC. So our next two matches are very, very important. um in order to win them and um, essentially progress to the weekend away and then in UCD where the semi-finals and finals will take place.
0: Yeah, because I, w- I was looking at it, like UL, I think, had won it, was it four or five years in a row? And then yeah. it was two new teams in the final last year, so it probably has a more open feel to it now this year.
2: Yeah, definitely. So last year there was a big, you know, t- curveball, I suppose, in it because UL had that round streak. But, yeah, it's great that now, like, you know, uh, it's a lot more competitive. Each match, you know, you're not, sure, you're no one's really confident going into any match, I suppose. So it's, it's really good from the competitive point of view. But, um, yeah, our shoulder will be to the wheel now for the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, and in terms of your your college life, then, what are you studying in UCD?
2: I'm studying physiotherapy, Paul. Well, yeah, so it's busy enough, and I start placement next week. Next week, so I'll, I'll be working Monday to Friday in uh, the Matter Hospital. Which will definitely keep me busy as well.
0: I'd imagine so, yeah. So is that would you be in third year then of that?
2: I'm in final year. Final yeah. So year. I'm on the home straight.
0: Right, you're you're nearly there. So so physiotherapy and, and sports physiotherapy, I suppose, is, is what you would hope to go into maybe or or what way are you looking at it?
2: Yeah, so I, I still have to figure that bit out because, you know, obviously if you want to play yourself, it could be difficult being involved with a team because, you know, one some nights you're a trend and then they could need you them nights. So yeah, I'll. I through the hospital experience and the clinical placements, I kind of have an idea of what I want to go into. But uh, still, there's lots of options, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just sticking with with UCD, I suppose. Um, what's it like? Is there there's probably girls in there from from other counties that you're used to playing against, maybe, and then coming together for the colleges. Um, obviously, a good experience, but pr- probably get to learn stuff from uh, from gr- girls from other counties and see what what they they might be doing differently as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I was even thinking of that recently because last year um, with the Tipperary Championship, we ended up meeting Claire, I think, three times in a row yeah. between the Monster Championship and then the Championship then with our starting campaign. So, I think I was marking the same girl from Claire and now she's sent her back for UCD. So, <laughs> we got to know each other very well last year, literally three weekends in a row. And then, now she's starting on the team this year. So, yeah, it's great. Like, it's the only opportunity that you get to meet them players and, you know, establish a relationship with them and get to know them. So, um, no, it's, it's unique in its own way because, you know, that's the only time you're ever going to be on the same team together.
0: And then uh, you had your first game b- before Christmas. So is it has it been a long kind of campaign in terms of training or um, how, how has it been? You obviously would have went training before Christmas. And did you train through Christmas or how has all that worked?
2: Yeah, so we actually started, the trial started in UCD, I'd say, nearly the second week we were back in college. And since then, we've been training twice a week and then gym sessions and that as well. And we were doing a bit over Christmas. It took a bit of a lull during exam seasons. We have our exams before Christmas. Um, but now we're right back into it. We've challenged matches and we're training twice a week again. So And then we'll have guns blazing, I suppose, on Tuesday coming against Mary Eye.
0: And then uh, you, it's top two then to semi-finals, isn't it? In your group and uh, the exactly. other group as well. Um, and then I suppose there's a the semi-final and final. Is it on the one weekend then?
2: On in the one weekend in New city yeah.
0: Yeah, and is there a date on that? I, I is it the second weekend of February? Yeah,
2: I think it's the is it the 11th and 12th. Yeah. Of the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, so, so it's a, it's it's a definitely a very busy time for you because the following weekend after that is the start of the uh, national Camogie mm-hmm. league. So it's just, it's yeah. just all go from now on, really.
2: Oh, all go exactly. Yeah, but we're actually lucky that you know, like the tip managers always kind of communicate with the manager in City, so we're you know not uh a whole load is like expect from us we're not expected to travel down too much during the week you know because like then you just be wrecked and exhausted and you just won't be in any right frame of mind for matches so we're lucky in that sense you know the tip manager understands during the week that we're training away up in college and then at the weekend we come back to them
0: yeah, and I suppose uh, just looking at, at Tipperary this year, obviously Dennis Kelly is in as manager, would have been in with coach uh, for the last couple of years. So, so you, you know Dennis, but is there a different feel maybe around the camp this year um, just that he's gone in and as, as manager now and has brought some, some new coaches in? Is there a kind of a new feel around the place? Yeah,
2: definitely. So there's a new feel and like, uh, although Dennis was involved last year, he's brought in a whole new team completely so it's it's nice to have you know people have a fresh f- perspective on things and you know things small things from last year have changed a little bit and it's a very professional setup this year and you know everything's being looked at and we're you know, our sleep and our nutrition and everything's kind of you know little factors to get them extra one percent that will hopefully make the difference uh come championship
0: because it's just that's all you really need really because last year there was a, a, a couple of drawn games you, you drew at Dublin I think in Clare um, yeah. and you know, you, you, got, you beat Cork on your, your final day but it wasn't enough to get through which was bittersweet but it was just those drawn games those little one point swings here or there was the difference and who knows how far you could have gone so you must feel that you're, you're not that far away
2: Oh, exactly. And like the years before that, we've nearly kind of always hit the door at the semi-final spot. And then, you know, this year it was, it was literally just the fine margins and that kind of wrote us off then for the rest of the championship. But this year, you know, like we're a lot more hungry for it. We know we have the potential in it and, you know, we're just, you know, trying to get them finishing touches that last bit of execution to make sure that, you know, if we have a chance, we need to take it when it's in front of us because, essentially that's what i came down to last year
0: yeah definitely and i suppose the league will be a great kind of test for you because you i think your first game is galway on february 18th and then like you have you'll be playing kilkenny you'll be playing cork as well you're playing all the 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 major teams in the last couple of years so it's going to be a great um way of, of testing where you are before championship
2: yeah definitely yeah it'll be a big eye opener and and as well it'll be a great experience you know getting to know them teams and you know getting getting the right game plans for when we meet them come championship so you know in the league it's always a bit of trial and error um but it's yeah it's a great opportunity just to see where we are against them teams
0: yeah and last year I just remember watching games like in previous years you're always able to put up kind of big scores and get plenty of goals. Last year, it just kind of, it, it for whatever reason, and I know kind of weather played an issue in, in some of your games last year, but you weren't able to kind of notch up those big scores until maybe later in the year. So is there anything maybe in your in your game plan, maybe that, I don't know, going for more goals or anything like that, that has changed going into this year at all?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose just making sure, like improving our accuracy and, you know, um, everyone getting their strike and, you know, that that decision-making where, like, you're making sure that you're getting the ball to the person in the right position. And if you have an opportunity to make sure that the people around you tell you that, you know, it's all down to communication and making the right decision and creating options for the player that has the ball. So that's always something that we're working on. And, um, You know, and I know, unfortunately, last year, the scores kind of didn't come our way. And, you know, we had them few draws games, but we're making sure that that doesn't happen this year with just constantly practicing, making sure that then that decision-making is accurate and, you know, we're always taking the right option.
0: Yeah, because you have you have plenty of, of talented fo- forwards to, to do that. And I suppose uh, another boost to you this year is um, obviously your joint captains now is Karen and uh, Clodagh Quirk, uh, Karen Kendy and Clodagh Quirk. But th- I think Clodagh came back for a couple of games last year, but Karen missed all of last year. They're just a, a huge boost to have back back in the squad.
2: Yeah, 100%. Like having them two back, like Clodagh was obviously just gradually coming back and, you know, in, while we were coming into championship, she was slowly, great, gradually coming back into uh, contact. So it was great to have her near the latter end of the championship. But, yeah, unfortunately, Karen missed it all. So there are two big boosts, you know, to have them in, like um, older girls with experience. So like that, that's a great boost for the team. And hopefully that will stand to us
0: and finally i suppose the uh, in the last 24 hours really it's been released about your uh joint partnership with, with mary i and perlas and that's going to be your new um training kind of home um how big of a deal is that for you like was what was the arrangement beforehand were you doing all your trainings in the rag or were you moving around or, or how will this change things
2: yeah so that changed things hugely because now we know like we can be organized you know you're always going to be training in thoroughness it's handier for guys as well that are traveling like if i'm coming down from dublin now i've the option that i can get the train that brings you to turles so i'm not going to be like tired driving you know so it's it's a great thing to have just a base where you know you're going to be training it's good to get used to you know the surroundings and have a particular environment as well and um, as well as that like we like there's been little changes this year that like make such a huge difference. We've a new gym now in Bursley and Saint Joseph's Schools and like all them little developments just make such a big difference to the team. So hopefully like them little improvements will stand to us and like we, we can all do our training together, all our gym and together and essentially will boost morale and um, in the atmosphere in the team.
0: Brilliant, so thanks very much Claude I wish you the very best of luck in the, your upcoming Ashburn Cup games and of course uh, with Tipperary and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again throughout the season.
2: Love it. thanks very much Paul.
0: Cheers Tipperary UCD and Lara Camogie player Clodagh McIntyre speaking to us there so we wish Clodagh and all her teammates the best of luck over what's going to be a busy year for Tipperary Camogie. their league starts as we said on February the 18th but uh, just before we take our second break I want to switch attention to a sport that we don't cover an awful lot of here on Across the Line and that's darts so uh, at the minute over in Milton Keynes in England we have two Tipperary players who Dylan Slevin from Bursa Cain and uh, Nina's Stephen Rosny who are over there trying to secure a pdc tw- card. So if you see darts on Sky Sports, that's the PDC and uh, to get to that level, you have to earn a tour card, which allows you to compete in all the qualifying tournaments and all the various different tournaments uh, that the PDC uh, have throughout the year. So you have to try and qualify for that. So there's over like 500 players over there uh, from Monday to Wednesday trying to uh, qualify for the final stage and uh, luckily enough Dylan Slevin of Bursa Cain and uh, Nina's Stephen Rosny both qualified for the final stage so that got underway yesterday on Thursday so they were playing yesterday and today and uh, they're also playing Saturday and Sunday as well so the the goal is, I suppose, it's down to the last 128 players, and on each day they play a, a daily tournament with the winner of each day gets a tour card. So, four tour cards up for grabs there uh, of the winner of each day, of course. And then uh, you can also get a tour card if you finish in the top nine through the order of merit so you get points for the order of merit uh depending on how many wins you get uh, throughout the four days so after two days uh Dylan has two points they reckon about six or seven possibly eight points will be needed so Dylan has got to round three on both days Um so if you get to round four you, you get two points and things like that so if you get all the way to the uh, final you get five points so it's still there for, for Dylan and Stephen Rosny he is uh, he went out in the first round on both Thursday and Friday so uh, he needs a big weekend but uh it's still all ahead of the lads and we wish them all the very best of luck. I'm going to try and chat to one of the lads maybe next week and just talk about that uh, experience being over there uh, vying for a tour card, really high standard of darts. The lads are averaging in the 90s uh, in, in a pretty much all their games, if not higher in some circumstances. So uh, we wish those guys the, uh, the best of luck. But we're going to take our second break here and we'll be back after the break with Local Rugby and Greyhound Racing. Welcome back to the third and final part of this week's Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll. Before we talk local rugby, I'm just going to give you the rundown on a busy weekend of soccer here in the Premier County. So on uh, Saturday, we've the Munster Junior Cup. We've got five Tipperary teams in the fourth round action. Starts on Saturday, College Corinthians are at home to Rare Cross. That's at two o'clock. Then on Sunday, we've Newmarket Celtic versus Killavilla United at two. Also at two, Mile boroughs are at home to Charleville. Peak Villa A are away to Riverstown while Peak Villa B are away to Springfield. In the Clamell Credit Union on Sunday a big game down there in St. Michael's versus Clamell Town. That's at 11am. Also at 11am we've V Rovers versus Bancha Celtic and at half past 11 it's Clamell Celtic versus Wilderness Rovers. In the north of the county on Sunday in the NT&DL Premier Division. The top side our Rovers are at home to bottom side Bursa Cain at 11 o'clock and the second from bottom Lockdurg are at home to third from bottom Cloda Rangers at 2pm on Sunday. So plenty of local soccer for the weekend. But uh, now we're going to talk uh, local rugby and I'm joined by Clan First Team Manager Joe Winston. Joe, you're welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul. So, Joe, just uh, looking at the table before, um, it's you're, you're fourth in, in the table and you've five wins from nine at the halfway point in Division 2C. It's been um, a very good first half of the season I suppose last year um you only got I think was it two wins for the whole year in terms the of the, year, the regular yeah. season. So things yeah. have gone very well for you in the first half of the year.
3: They have, yeah. We we started the season well with a, a home victory against Middleton, uh, who had quite fancy themselves to be up in the, the playoff spots but um we kinda of, we brought in a few lads that we needed to uh to fill a, a couple of the positions we were light on. Uh, we, after last season, we've accepted that we can't keep playing with just our own lads. That we need, if you're going to be in the AIL, to beef up certain spots. So we've brought in a couple
0: of lads, and they're they're doing great stuff for us. Yes, yeah, it's been a very promising first half of the year, and. I suppose uh, the way the AIL is, I suppose a lot of the, the first half is up to December, then you have the Christmas break, then you're back. Um, and you're at that stage now, where you're back this Saturday against uh, Sunday as well, who you would have played on the on the last game of the first half of the season. Let's say you bet them 26-5. So um, this time you're away to them, though. Um, just in general, in the AIL uh, away games, like it does make a big difference, doesn't it?
3: It does. You have to pick up a couple of wins on the road if you're going to be challenging at all. Um, now We've done very well this season. Uh, we've had a couple of reverses. I think uh, uh, we had a good win away against Ballonair. Um, we were up in where We weren't at the races at all that day. Um, and we had a great victory against Brough, down in Brough. So it really set us up to start looking at the top half of the table rather than the bottom half like last season where, as you say, we hadn't even won a game up to Christmas. We had a couple of draws and a couple of losing bonus points. But we've uh, kind of got our act together and even some of the games we've lost, it's been small margins. Um, losing to Tullamore at home, only three points there. Um, and the we were we were nine from nine and nine bonus points and all their wins we played very well against them in Cromwell and it was a red card that we got just before half time that probably did for us that day which was later overturned it should never have been a red so We'll never know how we would have turned out against them at the end of the day, yeah. But we're, we're, yeah, we're pleased with the way things are going at the moment,
0: yeah. And I suppose are, are, are the are the team to beat at the minute, they're up in uh, the top of the table with, with nine wins from nine. So, um, and, and yeah. as you said, nine nine bonus points in each of those games. But yeah, I think there was that 28 14, and I didn't realize you were down to, yeah. to 14 in that game. But I suppose in this block of games now coming up for you, you have Sunday as well, uh, this uh, tomorrow, this Saturday quarter past three, down in, in Cork. Then you've Brough at home, and then you're away to Instonians then before the, the a two-week break. So this block yeah. is a, an important block of fixtures.
3: Yeah, the, the next two games we feel are very important when you're making comparisons to last year where Bruff Sunday as well, and ourselves were in the dogfight at the bottom of the table uh, along with City of Derry. So if we can win tomorrow and next week, then we have to be considering a top four spot where you get into the playoffs. Um, so that has to be our aim for the for the rest of the season.
0: And can you tell me a small bit just about your journey in the AIL? Would I would I be right in saying you came up in it was a twenty nineteen?
3: Twenty nineteen, yeah. Um, and it took us said so the first half of the season to learn that again. Every, like every time you go up with a division, everything's quicker and faster. But we were picking up, losing bonus points or try bonus points in those games that we were losing. And so come around Christmas time or the, after that Christmas of that season, we were starting to win matches and we actually, I think, finished before the season was scrapped because of COVID. We were actually lying in fourth and very confident that at that stage of getting into the playoffs. So now last season, between the break with COVID... Where we lost some senior players, Um, it's just natural, it happens to every team, that uh, the lads who have given you so much success will get older and eventually retire. Yeah. Um, So we struggled last season with that, but as I say, we've kind of accepted that when you get into the IAL, you have to bring in reinforcements, you cannot rely just on your own. Um, Now, we haven't brought too many in, but uh, as I say, you have to accept that you have to do it. Yeah. as, yeah, the safety clubs go around, and you know they they get from other clubs. So we're out in the countryside, so it's a little bit harder for us. But uh, we're getting there on
0: that score. Yeah, and I suppose uh, like like last year, um, I'm, I'm right in saying it was the the relegation playoff you won to stay to stay up, like which which was a big yeah. deal. But then I suppose yeah. coming into into this year and and being on uh, the good form that you're on, it's probably been a, a much more enjoyable year to be part of it.
3: Oh, it has, yeah, uh, 100%. Um, and we're getting some great support from uh, around the town on it as well. Uh, and, again, a town from our size uh, probably does deserve a senior club. And, again, Tipperary now has three senior clubs where 10 years ago there was none. Uh, Nina went senior first, then casual, then ourselves. Um, uh, so Tipperary is coming a bit of a hotbed of rugby. Um, there's only senior clubs in Cork, Limerick and Tipperary. So... We're going in the right direction, and um, you know again the history of Dennis Leamy and uh, Alan Quinlan is proving
0: that. Yeah, definitely, and and uh, even even at the minute the Tip have a, a good few lads involved. I suppose even with um, obviously Ben Healy has been in the news recently, Dermot Barron, yeah. and even up in Ulster, J- Jake Flannery up there now. So um, yeah. yeah, rugby is probably going in a, in the right direction, even even in the schools in Tipperary as well.
3: Yeah, the, I mean the high schooler here in Clonmel are doing very well. Rockwell, have, of course, have the tradition and the history of rugby, but uh, most of our players are now coming from the high school. And uh, again, with the underage in Clonmel, it's you know we're developing the players as we go along, and that's all helping. And we have the set up to be a senior club as well. Let's be honest, you know, with the stand and the three pictures up there. So rugby has developed in my time in the club, which is about 45 years. Um when we had no clubhouse and just the fields you know we've through time progressed up to where we are at the moment
0: Yeah so I suppose just before I let you go I, I, the, tomorrow is the game we're talking about your way to Sunday as well quarter past three is the uh, the kickoff time you bet them 26-5 in the reverse fixture at home um, what do you kind of expect from Sunday as well you probably know them well from playing them in the last yeah. couple of years
3: Yeah I, we expect a backlash from them because they're at the second bottom of the table they'll feel they probably didn't Play anywhere near as well as they could up in Clonmel. Um, so, as I say, we're expecting a backlash off them, so we have to be ready for that and keep our patience and keep our uh, shape and detail going, um, and hopefully come out with the win.
0: And how are you on injuries front? Have you got everyone available?
3: Uh, we have a few players missing for one reason or another—some injuries, some away—and um, we have we have we have a little bit of strength and depth, so we're happy with that, but. We, we should perform well tomorrow.
0: Well, uh, the very best of luck to you, Joe, and uh, we'll catch up maybe in a couple of weeks after this uh, three-block period, and uh, hopefully you're in a good place after it. Lovely. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. Joe Winston of Clanmel Rugby Club giving us the rundown there ahead of their AIL game, which is tomorrow at quarter past three, and they're away to Sunday as well. All three Tipperary teams are away, Uh, In in the AIL this weekend, we have Nina Ormond away to Navin at half past two tomorrow, and Cashel are away to Blackrock at half past two. Uh, Also in rugby tomorrow, of course, Munster playing Northampton Saints in the Champions Cup at quarter past three in Thoman Park. Fortunately, none of the Tipperary lads are involved this weekend, but uh, the Munster women are against Leinster in the Interprovincial Championship, that's in Musgrave Park at quarter past twelve tomorrow. And tips Dorothy Wall, Maeve O'Galery, and Kate Flannery are all involved. But now, uh, at this time, as always on Across the Line, it's time to talk dogs with barry drake
4: tip fm's greyhound update in association with greyhound racing ireland because this runs deep it's another busy weekend in the world of Greyhound racing with uh, plenty of top class racing action to look forward to over the course of the next couple of nights we're going to start with the uh, local front and um We're coming up to a very busy time of the year uh, with uh, Clonmel Greyhound Stadium, of course, uh, with only a couple of weeks to go to the National Coursing Festival, of course. There's always a big racing action uh, below at the uh, Clonmel Greyhound Stadium and they have uh, plenty of uh, great events um, just about the start, of course, and the the finals will take place over the course of the um, National Coursing. So just in terms of Clonmel tonight, um, it's a fabulous car. There's some really, really promising youngsters on show and it all gets underway there in Clonmel tonight at 7.30 at uh, 10 races uh, down for decision and as I said um, so many uh, well-bred youngsters on show and I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about um, come tomorrow morning when we see how good um, these youngsters are so it's kind of a, a watching brief I suppose when, when once you make them or when you watch them making their racing debut but we, we'll learn plenty tonight no doubt this is the Royal Kennels Open Unraced Stake uh, Round 1 Uh €6,200 to the winner and it's kindly sponsored uh, by Helen O'Dwyer from the Royal Kennels of course um, the O'Dwyer family have tasted big race success in in years gone by winning the famous Irish Greyhound Derby a couple of years ago uh, with Royal Hawaii of course Helen a fantastic supporter of Greyhound Racing. Just uh, one race I'm very much looking forward to tonight um, below in Clanmel. 2 that um, caught my eye um, to watch out for. They run in race number 5 there tonight um, in Clanmel, and uh, they look two exciting, um, youngsters, and um, they are of course um, two um, as I said, very high class sorts, um, and on trial form they've posted big runs. One is that uh, Droopy's Racer, who's trained by Michael Carr in the north of Ireland. Um, so when Michael is making the trip down, um, to Clanmel, I think that's uh says plenty, and uh, twenty eight sixty five. Uh, qualification trial that's sure um, to go very well and also Hovix Tommy uh, for trainer Graham Holland 43 qualifying trial that looks the race of the night for me but as I said um, it's sure to be a wonderful night of racing action there in Clan Mell tonight large crowd um, expected to come along first of 10 due off there at 7.30 on to Turles on uh, Saturday night they have 9 races uh, down for decision looks a a competitive car to to say the least and uh, one that um, I'll certainly be keeping a close eye on um, is a strong running sort this is on stage Poppy who runs from trap number 4 in race number 2 good form in the book Uh, caught my eye last time showing plenty of finishing speed and with a clear run there that might be the one to bank on um, if you're heading along to Turles there on Saturday Saturday night first of nine, Joaf at 7.35. Uh, switching our attentions back to Clanmel on a Sunday night. More uh, brilliant racing to look forward to there on Sunday. Nine races down for decision all getting underway at 7.30. The Tommy and Bridget uh, Dunford Memorial Guys and Dolls A3 stake gets underway at €2,400 Euros, uh, to the winner of that competition. And um, I like the chances of uh, Breno's Nan uh, for Michael White and trainer David Morris in uh, race number seven. I think this is a nice drop in class uh, for the January 8th puppy who's Got good form in the book, and I would expect him uh, to get the job done there um, on Sunday night. So that's the local front. All eyes on the Eric Brown Memorial Kingdom Derby uh, tonight below in the Kingdom Greyhound Stadium uh, in Tralee. 7,000 euros uh, to the winner of this competition and it all got underway uh, last Friday night and uh, the big talking dog from the opening round was uh, We Can Dream who's owned our star by Lars and Anita Weekander uh, in Sweden trained by Patrick Guilfoyle the big Tipperary trainer um, has enjoyed you know a wonderful couple of years in the sports 28-15 uh, last Friday night what a phenomenal performance that was of course in that ground one the ground in Petworld, World um, Juvenile Classic around course and distance um, early last year so he'll be um, of course tipped by many to win tonight Ballymac Finn was a runner up in the Irish Greyhound Derby he's the obvious uh, danger there Um, in that uh, mouth-watering heat elsewhere in the opening um, heat of course uh, more uh, interest here with the likes of Ballymac Bailey will be expected to go well Um, for trainer Liam Dowling elsewhere uh, in terms of other big tipperary Greyhounds um, wants to keep an eye on there in that competition tonight Pat Buckley has Scarty Yank and um, will be hoping to bounce back Back to winning form in heat number three but that's a tough task with Weekend Dream and Belly McFinn, and on to the fourth and final heat Pat Buckley has the likes of Tully Raven, who will go very well here from trap number five but I think it might go the way of his other ground in the race Dream of Sydney who caught my eye um, last week so a lot to look forward to in the world of ground racing this weekend we'll be back again next week and as I said no doubt there'll be plenty to talk about
0: Barry Drake as concise and informative as always here on a Friday evening talking Greyhound Racing on Across the Line. So that's just about all we got time for for this episode of Across the Line on this Friday, January the 13th. I'll be back next Friday. And if you have any queries or uh, any questions or anything like that, you can always contact me, paul.carroll at tipfm.com is the email address or at pcarolsport on Twitter.
2: So with that being said, I shall talk to you next Friday. Bye for now.